Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Connor and Trevor, and the construction noise behind us. They always join us, you know, they love it, especially when you have such an important tournament preview. Some would say the most prestigious event of the year, minus Worlds and European Open. I would say including no. Worlds and European Open. Would you say it's more prestigious than Worlds? Mm, yeah. I would say it's harder to win. Yeah. The United States Disc Golf Championship has arrived. We're a bunch of simps for it, so if you hate USDGC, isn't this is not the, the place for isn't you. Isn't it just the perfect storm that it's owned by Innova and like we're Innova simps too? It's owned, yeah. it's owned by US Disc Golf. It's not owned by Innova. It's the best. It's the best tournament. I don't of the really year. care what they say. Like obviously Innova's got Discraft its fingers having, all Discraft's over it. Having a presence there for the first time ever this year. Dang, they're giving presents. It's all on Facebook. We're, yeah, we actually all everybody I that heard, goes gets a free present. I don't know if this has been announced. Let, me, let me Google this really with quick. The little thing is everybody pass gets on. a titanium Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are giving out Crystal Glow Flex Ti Nukes Swirl Buzzes Jawbreaker <laughs> Ti Nukes Swirl Nukes Swirl Buzzes. I think um, I think Discraft probably at their warehouse, like in their offices, they probably just have a generator with like three different types of plastic and a mold. And it's like crystal glow flags buzz, like TI swirl, sparkle, Undertaker. They like just that's have a how list they, of adjectives. Yeah, that's how they create. Do you mean Ledgestone has that? Yeah, really, it's Ledgestone that's, that has it. Yeah. Anyways, USDGC has arrived and it's here. I feel like Christmas has arrived. I am very excited. I'm going to be down there Saturday and Sunday with my wife and son. Trevor's hopefully joining me on Sunday. Connor, when are you? Fingers crossed. <laughs> that's mean, man. Connor can't make it this year, and we're all sad about it. No, you're not. I'm excited that I'm going to be there. I would rather you be there. there. Absolutely. I won't won't be there, and it'll be like my second time in five years I haven't been. This is the only only year I've missed since 2015 was 2020 when COVID. This would be be a streak of two for me. Two in a row. Pretty hype. Actually, technically three because Well, you have to get get approval from your boss first. Not your work boss. Yeah, no, it is true. Your life boss. It is true. Still waiting on that. Feeling um, pretty good, feeling nervous. Hopefully that happens m- mid-podcast. Mid-show. I think there's a great chance that it does. And that's going to be either a great moment or we're just going to end the show. <laughs> One or the other. A lot of big changes to the course this hey, year. Hey, if you need somebody to watch Brooks while you're gone, like I can I can always be like a male presence that'll love him since you're abandoning him. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to think the fridge is his father. That's okay. Um Connor, you did you keep your did you keep your word? Did you look at the caddy book? I did not look All at right, the caddy book. I promise you that. All right. Well, we're going to read through the changes here. I'm going to scroll through the caddy book and just kind of tell you as I, I feel see. like these are going to be like darts going into my ventricles. You know about some of them. Not hole really. one. Okay. Same hole. Good. The original. The good hole one where you go over the log, 283. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like there's it's, no AB pins this year. That's like such a great that. hole. That's. I feel like that's mm. such a great hole. Uh, hole two is the first big change. We talked about this um, on the podcast on Monday. It's now a par three, 409 feet. Um, it looks like they basically just moved it up to that first initial yeah. gap so you I, have to hit. I watched it. Well, it's a little different. I, I watched it on um, Brody's practice round. And here, I know this is the same with hole 13, which we'll get to, is the tee shot is a lot less good looking. Like it looks, it's it's an effective tee shot. And I, the same with 13. They're both really effective tee shots to where I think you have to throw in this hole. You have to throw a pushing hyzer that flips a little bit, but it can't fade too much or else it's going left in the parking lot and you can't keep it straight too long because the OB comes off the fence. So it is a very, they effectively created a good shot and it's going to be a hard hole because of that. However, it just doesn't look great. And so that, that is like 
it's like the give and take there. But this one isn't quite as bad as thirteen. We'll get. To 13. I think with hole two, I'm. I just like I love initially. Initially, I'm sad thinking about it because I like hole two and I like watching. There's usually yeah. a good. Di- a Decent diversity in throws there because some people try to throw the roller and stuff like that. Yeah, I like but that. But I'm shot. not the, hearing about it. It doesn't sound that awful. I'm open to change on it. That's uh, that's how I, I'm gonna say. I, right I, I'm not mad. I'm not too bad about it because like I am curious. You keep the upshot in place. It, with the, it doesn't with the sound. Yeah, lot. it sounds like they're keeping the most important shot. Oh no, the upshot is a mandate. You can't go over the parking lot. All right, well right, that you can go into sad. the parking lot. Is what I mean, you can't go into the parking lot. Yes, right. you, you have, will the, not be the forehand. The pin over. is close enough to the parking lot that you have to flirt with it to really get like mm. to get parked. But the pin's not in the same location. Doesn't look like. You, I didn't really. I didn't really like between two trees. I just know you have to fade. Obviously, you have to fade towards the parking lot on that yeah. shot to get. It there. looks like they moved the pin. May I? I guess like seventy feet there is shorter. Also, so the trees that are right in front of you, there's there's like technically two gaps. Like most people are going to take the hyzer, but I saw one person messing around with like more of a uh, left gap. Like it's a little sneakier, and you kind of like throw the disc flat and let it turn. So I'll be curious to see if people mess around with that at all. Yeah. Now, hole three is the next big change. They combined hole three and hole four. Yeah. Um, so hole three, that little electrical box thing that's in the middle yeah. next to the fairway, that's a hazard surrounded by that. Okay. And then it looks like where, in my mind, you would want to dump a hyzer is all hazard. Okay. So it looks like you kind of have to push that a little it's bit to pretty, get a good forehand. It seemed like it wasn't a lot of difficulty to get past that. When, what I was watching from the practice round was... Oh, so you can like push almost to the gap. Mm, so what I was watching in the practice round is it looked like a stock, pretty much a stock hyzer off the tee. Not much push, like pretty high and pretty... The ceiling is kind of difficult because you want to get a little bit of height on it and the ceiling on that tee shot is kind of low. But they were just kind of bombing out hyzers with overstable nukes, it looked like. And then... Where they, where you want to, where you're, the only thing you're really focusing on is you do want to throw it hard. Yes. Obviously to get as far forward as possible, but then you're really just trying to line yourself up with the gap. And like where I saw Brody and Ezra throwing from was like, if you threw your drive on the old hole, um, hole four and you just didn't get it to go right at all. So you're, you're basically throwing that forehand and you've got to get it to go like a hundred feet before it goes through the double man. So I wonder if this, if this is just inaccurate, cause like it looks like there is no, like, it looks like if you get past this, you're in a great spot. If you get yeah. past the hazard. For me, it's like they were landing in here, and then they were throwing, like, pretty long forehands. So, I wonder if this ha- this hazard must be farther back. Um, regardless, I really, I really love them. I really love historical three. Um, He's got the text. I just got the okay, boys. Nice. He's going to USCGC. I, I historically love... Buying my tickets right now. I, yeah. I really like the normal hole three a lot. Like, I don't, I just really enjoy that hole a lot because it seems like a simple shot. Sometimes people mess it up, but when people park it, it's so electric. And hole four was great. And hole four was great. But I remember combining them doesn't sound stupid. It sounds no. like it could be a cool hole. That's what I, when I heard it, I was not upset with this change. I'm a, the only reason I'm upset is like you lost a par three and a par four. You gain a par four here and you gain a par three on the next hole, but the par three on the next hole sucks. I'll just say it. It looks like yeah. it sucks. It's the old hole with the double mando. We played it in Dean's That's Cup stupid. that one year. It That's sucked. Stupid. It's just the hole itself. I wouldn't say is a bad hole. You're talking about the gauntlet by itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's the problem right. is it it's doesn't right. fit the course. It's not right. No. It it's kind of like, like when you. It's kind of like when you went to the golf course that year. Remember that? Oh Where, yeah. Where like you, they like made you like you started on hole three. Hole three was hole one, and then you played like one, mm-hmm. two. You played that, that and then like you yeah, the golf course. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. The, those holes just didn't feel like USDC. No, no, that was where the gauntlet was. 
doesn't feel like USDC. It's the problem. It's just it's like too tight of a tunnel too, to where like you're just gonna see so many pars on that hole. Yeah, and I at least it's one Mando this I think, year, and it's not. Here's two what I'll doubles. say: I think objectively, hole three, the new hole three, is a good hole. Four. hole. New hole four. No, new hole three. Oh, oh, the par four. Yeah, the okay. n- new hole three is a good hole, and I think the new hole two is also a good hole from what I saw. However, I think that hole. Two was fine, and I think that hole three and four on their own were both fantastic disc golf holes. Yeah. So um, it's a little bit upsetting that they felt the need to do that, but I understand they're trying to lengthen the course. You know, they wanted some bigger drives. That's, you know, that is what it is. And we'll, that, you know, with that gap shot being as annoying as it is, it will be somewhat entertaining to watch because if somebody hits it, it will be electric. Yeah. Well, also, hole three, the new hole three. That hazard will come into play, I feel like. Like I feel like that's a nervy tee shot to try to get a hyzer out that far without pushing too far left to the road. Yeah. I'll um, have to get a better look at I'm how excited. it is. Hole three excites me, the new hole three where they combine three and four. Do y'all remember oh it, it was a while ago. Um now it's been probably like seven or eight years. But you used to, if you got a birdie on hole four, you gotta take a picture with the, the like that volunteer that was always there. That no, was like a I part of the tradition. That. I don't remember that. On hole four. Is this old hole four? Yeah. Oh, and like no that. one ever birdied it. it I was just like, remember the guy giving out the stickers. If you got the uh, Moz sticks hole last year, was it nine or ten? Yeah, I remember that. Nine. This guy ugh, pictures. I'm gonna Google it. I'm just thankful they're not they're not bringing back that the maybe the worst USDC hole of all time. Rocks, rocks photo op. Which was which one, Connor? It was the one where it was like Is that the one you threw in the open field to yeah, the Mando. Yeah, you threw out in the open the golf field and there? then threw through the Mando. <laughs> yeah. into, it's just that's the year I played hole. Dean's Cup. That hole that sucked. That is such a dumb hole. I I was so mad. That, when that hole happened. did suck. That was the year that I was scared that I was going to lose faith in USCGC. They but do. The, thus I mean, it was they restored. throw stuff in like this and like. Yeah. So his name was Rock, uh, Rock Cyril Cyril S E A R L E. Uh, he was the annual spotter with his wife, Pat. And it was a thing. Like, there's a picture of him with Yuli. Basically, if you got a birdie on that hole. Because back then, back then, it wasn't... We hadn't fully entered the sidearm era. We were coming mm-hmm. up to it. it. It still was a hard birdie, but it got progressively easier. Yeah, the better yeah, yeah. people sidearm got. Because you do, like, the skip. Well, you could just bomb forehand. a sidearm off the tee, and yeah. you could get to where you just it's had, like, still, a that skip shot... It was still four. a very hard burn. Yeah, it's yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's hard. hard because you have all these things going on. First of all, you have throwing that skip shot. The actual gap that you're turning directly right into is not super wide. Then mm-hmm. you have a downhill sloped green. So if you leave it short, that's trouble. And also yeah. if you, you can roll really easily on a hyzer skip play. And then you have the fact that those hedges are really thick. And if you get in them, your putt is super restricted. The, the poster on the wall we have is, is a rock photo four? op. No way. Nico and Paul birdied hole four, and so that's Rock. That's Rock's photo op. Well, he just took it. the pictures and would upload them to USDGC's Facebook page. That's awesome. That's funny. I was just scrolling through this article, and there <laughs> it is. That's funny. In 2008. Um, I bet Nico didn't throw a sidearm. Yeah, so they... Uh, How do you get that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Pre- that's why it was such a big deal. It's like no one was throwing sidearms back then. But yeah, um, the pe- last few years... It's one of my favorite greens in disc golf. I feel golf. like something happened to Rock. I don't want to say that, but I feel like something might have... It hasn't happened for a few years, mm. um, but that was like the iconic thing with hole four. I remember. I, I distinctly be, remember it. I want to be the new rock. Um, okay. Can I? Oh. Can I take the baton? And then hole Never mind, four. I won't be there. Yeah, <laughs> hole four is three hundred and four foot. That like tunnel shot, the gauntlet. It's only one Mando this year, which effectively forces you down it. I'm I'm honestly thankful but, for that, just because this hole won't really make a huge difference in the event, and I don't want it to. Yeah. 
No, I agree. Hole five looks the same as last year, I believe. Um, they're not teeing over the water initially. They tee up on the right. Um, I think that's where it was last year. Do you know I was up talking? On the grass. I was talking to Shoestrick yesterday. Subtle flex. Um, he said that he had birdied five and thirteen, like the last five times in a row or something. Both of them are he like he's on some crazy streak with that's those. wild. That's crazy. Yeah. So five. They, did they move the? Didn't they move the tee for five? No, it's on the. It's right here. Why did I feel like Brody said they moved the tee? I mean, did they have it over the water last year? No. Okay. okay. No, it, it doesn't it look. Looks it same. looks the exact same. Oh, they moved the pin. Yes, yes, That's they right. moved the pen like further towards the water. Apparently, twenty five feet left, so it's closer to the water. I, I feel like they've had the pin there in years past before. Potentially, I yeah. I feel like that was like a. B I mean, pen. basically, like last year, I felt like unless you were putting back this way, like towards the water, your putt was never going to be super dangerous. But now it might be like you. It you, could be dangerous. You could have a lot more directions. dangerous putts. Yeah, um, which I like. So hole five is gonna, always exciting. Not a, no huge huge change there. Yeah. Uh, do y'all remember the year where they didn't have the Mando? You could throw around yeah, the tree. Yeah, so boring. Mm-hmm. That sucked. That was uh, five really comes down to the second shot, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, very mm-hmm. much so. Six the same, seven the same. Eight looks the same, if I'm not mistaken. Um, nine, they, nine, they, I haven't heard from Brody again. They looked like they removed the mozzarella sticks from by the, by the basket. The mozzarella sticks are on the caddy book, but then... At one point, there was like fake pine trees, yes. two of them, or three of tree, them. Tree, like Christmas trees. Yeah, they looked like Christmas trees. That was tweeted on, it was posted on Facebook and then tweeted that it replaced the mozzarella sticks in front of the tea. Hmm. So it was like fake Christmas trees. So I'm curious to see if that's there. I don't like the fake Christmas trees or the mozzarella sticks, but if it's like, hey, you have to pick one or the other, I would go with the Christmas trees. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> I, I would. Ooh, I don't know about that Neither one. Neither are good. Yeah. But if you have to pick. Well, I'll say this. I liked the gaps that the Christmas trees presented better, but I. They, <sighs> if they were more realistic looking. If they were, yeah, fine. they were more realistic. The problem looking, was great. it looked like the, they went to Hobby yeah. Lobby and just got like a eight foot skinny Christmas tree. Gotcha. That's what it looked like. If they turned the lights on them, plus 10 points for Gryffindor. Um, 10 looks the same. Island Hole. Or not Island Hole. Island if you go for it. Uh, the T signs are way less descriptive than previously. Hole 11 is the next big change. Mm. Um, not really a good way to describe it, but basically where you would normally lay up the straight shot if you're playing for par, they put a hazard circle in the middle of the fairway. So now you either have to lay up shorter or get aggressive. Oh, so you got to go even shorter than people used to go? Yeah, because that's the end of the hedges right there. Yeah. It's so shy of the end of the hedges. Because you used to be able to throw a pretty full power drive. So they're wanting people to they're go They're wanting for people to make a decision on the tee instead of making a decision where you're based on where your tee shot lands. Yeah. Uh, so they're making that people think. so hard. I've always felt like just blast the roller and just see what happens. And then on the left, the bubbles look a little bit different on the left to me. They look kind of big. That that fairway is so scary. It's so, yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> 11's uh, They did the similar thing on hole 12, but that's all hazard on 11. 12, they put a bubble in They there. put a bubble of OB oh again, kind of where you want the drive to land. Oh, like if you're a drive with hyzer so out a little bit? So if you're not going... No, like... um, So you know where the drop zone is? Mm-hmm. It looks like up on the hill, just right and a little shy of the drop. Which, to be zone. fair, nobody oh, okay. really lands up there. Like most people land down in the valley. It seems like it, it seems like basically they're saying if you're gonna go for it, you have to really, really go, for, go it for it. Yeah. Um. So it's it's again making like before it felt like this whole people could just kind of chuck it, mm-hmm. and like once I see where my drive lands, then I'll decide I'll yeah. play the hole. Now it feels again like you have to on the tee 
be like, I need to lay up really conservative or go for it. Mm -hmm. Brody was saying when it's not windy for them, it was very easy to clear that. But when it was windy, then the hole got a little tricky because then you actually had to make the decision, which tells me for shorter throwers, they're going to have to make a decision on the tee. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like, I have to really crush it to clear the OB or, or not. And then the drop zone looks to be about the same place. Green's the same place. 13 is completely different. 888, no more. You don't play over the parking lot. You don't go to that little island. Um, you throw up over this hill initially. Um, the, the hole itself seems okay. Initially? Yeah, so you're like... So is a tee pad in the same spot? Do you know? No, so do you know where you had, the US, Do you know where Throw Pink Women's tee was last year? Up on top of that hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's over that it. hill, down okay. there. This okay. is the worst looking tee shot I've ever seen. But it's another one where it is. They've created a very effective shot because what you have to do now is you're throwing. You're essentially looking kind of towards the parking lot. So you have to get your disc to almost. You have to almost flex something over stable and get it to push towards the tree line. And then fade out as late as possible. So you kind of push forward left. And you kind of, the reason you have to throw a flex instead of a hyzer is because the hill is so high that a hyzer flip with that kind of height, you would stall it. So you have to throw it low and overstable and get it to flex, push, and hyzer out. Um, it's so it's a very cool tee shot. And like on camera, if you're standing on top of the hill, like it'll look cool on mm-hmm. camera. In person, like you definitely won't want to go back there. <laughs> you won't know. No, where, they probably won't let you won't, back. Yeah, there. you won't know anything about where the shot goes. You want to be in the parking lot. The other thing I noticed is the basket is far enough back left now that it's not as scary, dangerous as I thought it was going to be. Like the approach shot is still all I was thinking was like how hard it is to get inbounds down there when you were going that way, playing the old way, like to get across the parking lot. They moved it like further back left. It seems to where like. You kind of just punch it back there. It's still a really hard. This hole is going to be played pretty tough. It sounded tough. like the the toughest part was the two trees on the left of the basket, making where if you go yeah, left, you don't you have a putt. Off. Mm-hmm. So you almost need to push the OB right or be short to have a putt approaching the green. So hole thirteen was a big change, and then it seemed like the rest of the course is the same. It okay. seems like they didn't touch fourteen, which is the Coliseum hole. Fifteen triple mando. Sixteen looks the same. Seventeen they obviously didn't touch, uh, and then eighteen is the exact same. So that's the course changes. Uh, you know, people, some people, most people, well, I'll say some people hate this course. Uh, love it or hate it, though, you can't deny the effect it has on the tournament. The like score wise, yeah, it, tournament it, of all time. It's the most effective course there is. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> you get people can and will hate on the design all you want. And this year, I'm I'm curious once I see it in person. They're using rocks to define the OB instead of hmm. stakes and rope. Um, but oh, they that also keep, that keeps people from rolling, like back in bounds, right? No, like it's they're, they're space. So basically, where okay, the stakes okay. would be is they put a rock there. I understand. And there's that the, the ropes on the ground. Like, but I realize the rocks probably are not massive, but like they will present a bigger target than a stake, more than likely. Yes. But I'm <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see how many people get good rock kicks. I'm curious though how easy it's going to be as a spectator to, to understand what I'm looking at. Mm. Um, but I believe they also changed the grass length, which will help drastically. So like OB, which is also going to be interesting because yeah, a lot be of the OB, you aren't going to be able to like skip in because yeah. a lot of the OB is thick grass and then the fairways like are that. thin. So like you hit the fairway, you might get a big skip OB, but you can't play the skip shot I like from the that. OB. In. I think most courses I think that's an improvement. That. Yes. Uh, I think they tried to do it a little bit last year, but it looked, it looked pretty drastic this year. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying is like, regardless, you can't watch this tournament and argue that the course isn't effective at what it's trying to do. 
it makes players drama. It makes players think every single shot. Like there's yeah. not a shot that you can that, stand and just be like, okay. That's the thing from breather. When you get into that final round, and you pretty much like at this point, pretty much from the from the get go. But like there is not a single hole where you like if you're watching somebody who has the lead, for example, and you're rooting for them. There's not a single hole where you can just be like, okay, this one's easy. This is just kind of a push. They're just all difficult. Yeah. And the ones that aren't that difficult to like maybe make a huge mistake on, like 16, for example, it's a tough birdie. Yeah. And, and you, you still can, can go you out can of still bounds. Go yeah, you still can have a you can long still, putt for three. Yeah. James Conrad, when he won, he hit that like 45 footer yeah. from the hazard stepping over the rope. It's just like, mm. it's so hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, the course, it just, it just makes people, the, the, no lead is safe. Um, regardless, 17, they've changed it over the years. Um, I actually need to look up if they changed the rules at all for 17 this year. Uh, 2022 caddy book. Um, cause like previously when the tournament first started, you just threw until you were on the Island. Uh, 17 now. Oh yeah. What's, isn't it three shots in there? OB options limited to previous lie player may proceed to Island green spot after three total OB three. throws. So yeah. now you can go two four, six, and be putting your seven, correct? Yeah, I think so. But One, like, two, I think it's a pretty far three, putt. Yeah. So you're pretty much taking an eight if they, that happens. They've, they've made it where the worst you can take is an eight, where before you could take, you could take whatever number. you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't have a huge problem. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'd rather it not be that way. But for pace yeah. of play's sake, but realistically, I realistically, it, someone could have a six-stroke lead and lose it all on 17. Yeah. Yes. That's what makes and, this turn and so also, exciting. And realistically, in this event, nobody is going to have more than a six-stroke lead going into, no. eight, going into 17. Like, that's insane. One thing that people don't fully... They, they encapsulate it pretty well on coverage, but until you're there, you don't understand. The walk from 16 to 17... Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Oh, It just, like... You already... 17... If you put 17 just on a normal course, it is not that hard of a hole. Yeah. If you remove all of the pressure of the tournament, you remove all the history of people collapsing on it, you remove all of that, and you ask pros to throw it, the majority of them are hitting it probably 80-90% of the time. Yeah. But then you add in the tournament pressure, then you add in the major pressure, then you add in the the historic collapses, like, uh, sorry to say it, Johnny McRae 2014. Right. You add in all of that that's happened, the history of the hole, and it just you st- when you're walking from 16 to 17... That's the important thing to me about 17 is the walk from 16 to 17 because it's almost impossible not to think about it. No, yeah. Like if it was just like because, you tap out on 16 and you walk across the street and you're throwing 17 immediately, yeah. you could just like feel your momentum riding. Yeah. But that walk, I mean, it's probably a quarter of a mile. It's a hike. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. you're thinking about it. I mean, I remember when Paul, <laughs> when Paul was going to 17 last year, I think it was the final round. He literally went in the porta potty on the way there. Yeah, <laughs> and like he was like, "Hey, can you watch my bag real quick?" And like hopped in the porta bag and then walked up. Like it's like you know, like there's that much time in between that he had time to like catch up and get back up to the tee, and like there was mm-hmm. no big deal. It is like yeah, it's a it's legit, and like there's a huge gallery walking up the road. Last year, the hill of hole one was full of people when yeah. you were trying to watch seventeen and eighteen. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty intense. I'm very I'm I'm so excited. Gosh darn it, I love this tournament. It's pretty intense. Um to me also what's important about this event is FPO player of the year I think's locked up. Kristen Tatar is player of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's really an argument. Yeah, yeah. MPO, however, USDGC holds a lot of weight, I think. The final major of the year. There's a few people that if they win, it separates them to make them player of the year, I think. I think Paul, Ricky, or Simon. If any of them win, well, yeah, if any of them win, I think they're player of the year. 
Because Simon would, would have agree. five wins with one major. Paul would have three wins with two majors. And then Ricky would have five wins with one major. Mm-hmm. But the other two, like if Ricky wins five wins, Ricky is the easiest. If no one wins, if none of them three win yeah. and they all play similarly to each other, Ricky's the player of the year. Uh-huh. If Paul wins two majors, one pro tour. Tough to argue. Tough to argue against that. Yeah. You know, one less win, but two major wins. Uh, and then Simon, if he wins, like, yeah, he didn't have the season Ricky had. He had the most wins. But though, he would have five wins in a major. Yeah. So and I at think, the end of the day, like at the end of the day, you can say what you want about like average finishing place and like that. Sure. That's important. And especially when you're trying to make your living out there, like that's very important to consistently be cashing high. But those guys at the top of the game that, and like in the grand scheme of things, who ki- who cares about like top tens? Like if you, if you win five yeah. times in a season, Simon could care less about no, the time yeah. that he took 29th. Well, like, Cause that's the thing is like people he, he got five wins. Like we, we've talked about this somewhat before, like, People aren't going to remember Simon came like I can't even remember if, where Simon came. Right, people saying, are going to remember Simon had four wins this year. Exactly, nobody's going to be like, yeah, but his average finish wasn't that good. Dude had four wins. Like, like people four wins, four wins. And in the when you look at the grand scheme of a career, it's like, wins. People yeah. don't remember that Paul came in. Was it like sixty whatever at USDGC in twenty? Yeah, 19. I can't even tell you what year. Twenty nineteen, whatever yeah. it was. Like was it, he had an ankle injury or something? But like you don't remember that. You remember how many times he's, he's won world and U.S. champ and European Open? Right. Like he's a sixteen-time he, major. He's a champion. three-time U.S. champ, right? 15, 18, 15, 20. 18, 20. Yeah. One. 21. Yeah. 15, 18, okay. 21. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Hope I remember. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like you you remember the that. Yeah. So like, if Simon wins five, rest of his the rest of his season finishes are irrelevant. Yeah, he the, won five the, in a major. If Ricky wins, same same thing. Like Ricky, if Ricky wins undisputed player of the year no one can even have an argument against him if yeah. paul wins i think people could try to argue try Ricky, to, but i mean but can't. i don't think it's a i don't think it's relevant one less win but two majors to zero yeah i don't think it'd be relevant but people yeah. would try paul people would at least try to argue simon i think people might try to argue based on his finish average finishes but like you're saying wins wins matter especially now we're talking a major win and i just know i just think too with the with the field being where it is now and it being so hard to win like the weight of winning has changed and that's just that's just how it's going to be from now on is like wins are just gonna be it means so much more it's not like it used to be where like wins were expected and they were expected to go to the top five guys in just a rotating fashion you know winning even for the top guys a win is a big deal um on this tour so yeah you have to you have to realize that that is like ultimately the narrative that's going to stick is, is when did you get the job done and when second place is not going to matter. Yeah. Cause like I, I was, I mean, just earlier I was trying to think of who came like how many times have certain players come in second at USDDC. Like, I don't remember. Like if you were in a playoff, I might because you were even closer to the win. Yeah. But other than that, no, uh, it, it's this event. Also, I think this year, an important change that happened was it's still technically a pay-per-view, but it's a pay-per-view where if you're a Disc Golf Network subscriber, you wa- you can watch it. Yeah. So it's a pay-per-view because you have to be subscribed to Disc Golf Network. Right. It's but nothing, it's nothing, nothing additional. Yeah. Any, as far as I... Unless I've misunderstood, it's nothing additional, um, which I think that's crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand the pay-per-view model. I don't hate it. I think it was way too expensive last year and the year previously. Um, and let me just double-check Disc Golf Network before I mislead our entire audience. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, it's an extra $50. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's $250? And all you get is a shimmer star uh, um, strike. <laughs> USDGC. You know, I really wish... What is Who is getting so many emails right now? Is it me? 
Yep. Oh, it is me. <laughs> That's so irritating. Um, Connor just like walks over to your computer and like. 2021. Yeah, like 2021. <laughs> hey, I'll get that for you. Gold Pass. It was 100 bucks in 2021. That came with a disc, though. See, and I remember Criminal. one year, if you had that Gold Pass, though, like your disc was pretty much immediately going to be able to be flipped for like 70 bucks or something. So it was like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Because yeah. that was during the time where like every disc flipped for like triple value. I mean, why can't I just see, like, why is it this hard for me to find? If I can watch USDGC for free as a Disc Golf Network subscriber. Their website is Why impossible. is that so hard for me to just... I just want to... I'm just asking a question. Can I just watch it? It looks like I can watch it, so... Look at the offerings. USDGC uh, content there you offerings. Go. That wasn't too bad. <laughs> that was like record time. All live broadcasts and bonus content is included in subscription. Yes. Okay. God so Disc Golf Network providing live coverage and it's included in the subscription. So there you have it. Um, if you... So I think that's... What did we just say? They cross their subscribers? 40,000? 40, 40,000. So like 40,000 people have access to watch this live. That's great. That is great. Uh, I think that's big time. And obviously, USDGC is going to be making a killing on the in-person spectators. I mean, they're going to make a killing on me. Well, yeah, it's 25 bucks. Think, think they are, of it. They're going to make $25 for my ticket on Sunday, and then they're going to make an additional million dollars worth of merchandise yeah. sales. But I'm going to say, it like... It, it, there's going to be over a thousand people there on Sunday, Easily. at least. Probably two thousand. So let's two thousand people Saturday. Let's just say Saturday, Sunday, two thousand people. Slightly discounted rate because some of them are going to have the four day passes. So let's just average twenty bucks a person. That's forty grand in just spectator revenue. Mm-hmm. Like it's good money. That's good money. That's the that's the type of stuff that needs to happen to make these events really sustainable. And then I mean, I would bet average spend of each person is probably going to be somewhere but like around ten dollars and that might be lowballing it yeah it, that's that probably lowballing it that's probably lowballing it but like well plus people are paying to vend at the vendor just, the championship so just, village. So just think about that that's an additional maybe uh 20 grand that's what i'm saying they're they're bringing <laughs> like, in plenty of a lot money. of money um and so like that's the type of stuff that i think is crucial to the growth of the sport is like when these events can have big purses have big tournaments have big venues be able to accommodate this many people and then this many people show up and it's like Oh shoot! Like we can break even on all the logistics stuff because we're gonna make sixty grand. Has anybody looked at the weather? Gorgeous, gorgeous, it seventy looked, and sunny. Oh, I knew it, I knew it was Sunday. gonna be good here, so I was like, it probably is gonna be yes. good there. It's a high of seventy on it's Saturday, a high of sixty nine on Sunday. That, that tropical storm, we absolutely sunny. whiffed it. Just hit hit it with the spin move. Yeah, missed it right in man, the schedule. I am so freaking excited. All right, let's do some predictions here. We oh, we can man. just like if you can't tell, I am high on the USDC love right USDGC. Now. <laughs> Dang it. I'm going to eat the grass as soon as I get there. Yeah, that's what I, it's my routine. Yeah, I'm just going to start eating the grass. I walk up and just take a bite. Mmm, yummy. Uh, Predictions this year or uh, this week, points are worth double because it's a major. Going into it, I have 142 and a half points. Connor has 104. Trevor has 100 points. So very important weekend. Um, I actually got uh, one of our warehouse workers, Nolan. Um, No offense to Nolan. He's the one who knows the least about disc golf in the company. He admits it. He admits it. I don't think he'll take offense to that. He's definitely not listening. So that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely Um, not. (laughs) I texted him and just said, I texted him a list of MPO and FPO players because obviously Throw Pink Women. He only texted him three players each. So Um, Throw Pink Women plays the same course. Uh, Pars are different here and there. Uh, They do have some short T pads that are different. 
distances. A different caddy books at different distances and stuff. I completely when I thought when I was talking about USDGC, I view them as the same event because this should mm-hmm. be USWDGC as well. And so a major this in should, our hearts. This should just be United States Disc Golf Championships and it should be MPO and FPO. The fact that they have to separate it into a different event and I even have to bring it up that it's a separate to a different event. Um this it is kind of it kind of offends me that whenever I look on the PGA's website, I have to go to a different event to to make my FPO pick. It's very dumb. It's very dumb, especially next year. No offense to Burlington, North Carolina. Very excited for USWDGC to be there. Excited for them to get a major. The courses there are, are cool. Um, it shouldn't be. It's the weekend before, so like mm-hmm. you really think that we're going into USWDGC and we're not thinking like, yeah, but throw pink women's next weekend. So yeah, like, right. So like that's the, that's the real use. I, I, like, like we're gonna, I literally heard from FPO players they care more about throw pink. Someone could win back to back USDGC titles as a woman. You could go Bruh, if you sweeped it. it you like could go USWDGC, WDGC, it. throw pink women's. Imagine yeah. you win WDGC and everybody's like, yeah, but who really cares? And then you just win the next one too. Yeah, like, all right, there you go. How about that? That's what I'm saying. It's like take your pick. <laughs> Haley King won a major USWDGC, but like look at the course they're playing compared to the course that they're about to play. Yeah. Like whoever wins throw pink women's, I mean. It was a pitch and putt. That's the major winner in my heart. Like, I, I'm sorry. It just is. It's a major in our hearts. It's a major in my heart. You can buy the merch now. <laughs> FoundationDisc.com. We probably still have time. We could just whip up a printful today. We should, Well, I don't think it would come in in time. Not for us. Oh, to sell it? We Do you think, like, is like there a, any way we could turn around? I could get a shirt made. That's what I'm saying. Before the we week. Could before get, we could even get Benaya to should do we just do a throw a, a major in our hearts and just wear a pink shirt to say a major in our hearts? I mean, I think they'd be electric. I think we would do them. We would do them white and have pink text. Oh, white with pink text. Yeah, I'm down for it. A major in our hearts, and then have like, yeah, the heart like somewhere in the text. Or it's a white shirt, pink heart, white text inside the pink heart says Ooh. a major in our heart. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of options. We could go pocket, front pocket, back. Like, yeah. who knows? Who knows? You know what? If it's we a end long up, day. if we end up making the shirt for ourselves to wear to Sunday, then the shirt will be on our site. That's how we'll do it. Okay. So if the shirt gets made for us, we'll make the shirt for you. If you you guys don't get a shirt, we don't get. We don't get a shirt they don't get, is what you mean. No, I'm more, more, more meant it that way. Like, I wasn't going to make a shirt for them and I not get oh. it. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to do that. I want the shirt. No, respect, respect. Uh, but yeah, it's a major in our hearts. So, like, to me, USDGC is MPO and FPO. Like, they're not two separate events. Mm-hmm. I know they are, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You're riding with me. All right, so back to predictions. We're going to pick MPO and FPO for USDGC. Um, And, yeah, we're counting major points for FPO as well because it's a major in our hearts. I feel very confident about my picks. I get that it's an A tier. It's not. Throw that crap out the window. It's a major. Throw that crap out the window. Come on. Get your stuff together. (laughs) What the heck? Take crap. Smell it. Throw it out the window. Yeah. Ew. (laughs) Out the window. Um, Nice. I'll go first. Well, actually, was there a Trevor's trivia? Did I skip Trevor's trivia? No Trevor's okay, trivia it's a preview. I didn't think so, but USDGC Trevor could get giddy. So he, we had, we had a USDGC Trevor. Here's trivia. my trivia question: Who are, who are the predictions that Hunter Thomas has? Oh, let me let me go. Okay, so Nolan texts me, look at mine again. and he has me taking Paul McBeth in third place, Mister Nate Sexton in second place, and Ricky Wysocki taking it down. I love those picks. There, that's pretty good picks. I I don't I don't agree with the Nate Sexton second place pick, but, but Nate I, Sexton could just pop off and win this thing. I mean, anybody can. Exactly, and Nate Sexton historically does very well here. Love that pick from Noel. Yeah, Nolan, genius, great move. Dark horse, Nolan. Dark horse, Noel. Uh, Trevor. I'll, I'll go. go. I'll go. No, 
I feel like he, he I called on name. Trevor. He said my name. He pointed at me. How on earth? Looking. Trevor, how on earth could you get that mixed gesture. up? I was just, I felt like it was more dramatic if I went first since I'm, since like, I don't, I felt like it was more dramatic, but you go ahead. All right, fine. No, it's fine. Connor, Connor. Go no, yeah, it's fine. Right. Go ahead, Trevor. No, I won't, I literally refuse to go. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. Cause like, right, I you know either. what? Both of you are being silly. Pick the number that's behind my hand. I really, one and five. Five. closer it goes. Connor, what's behind my hand? Two. It was two. It really was two. Dang. Should have known. I would. I was not trying to be. I apologize, Trevor. I was not trying to be a turd to you. Can I just you thought just it'd be more dramatic you know if I went I've, first. I'm, never I'm mind. Okay. Trevor goes first. Good, Trevor. <laughs> okay. Are so you going? I've got yeah. um. <laughs> Someone freaking go! <laughs> I've got Dickerson in third. <sighs> Gannon Burr in second. Yes. And Paul winning. All right, Paul Gannon Dickerson. Okay. I was very tempted to pick Chris Dickerson, but every time I've picked him this year, I, it has led to me being sad and this in the corner alone. I will say, this is the event Dickerson's going to win. Because he's had like a season where you're like, dang, Dickerson's kind of the letdown. And then, boom, win. Yeah, I don't I don't think so, because I didn't put it in here. Okay. And I'm sticking to it. Uh, I have Ricky Wysocki in third place. Okay. And these next two, I'm very confident it's going to come down to a battle. Okay. Um, But I have Paul in second. Okay. And Gannon Burr as a Y'all US both champion. think Gannon Burr is... You have, y'all both have Paul Gannon in the one-two spot. I'm glad you picked Gannon to win. At least, so it's... Yeah, least. I, wanted to, I wanted to make it a little bit more spicy and, and not pick Paul to win. All right, but, well, Trevor... If Trevor gets Dickerson right in third, he could... If I get well, if I get yeah. if I get Paul to win and Dickerson in my top three, then I'm in really good shape. Yeah, which is a good call. Points. I mean, Paul is probably gonna um, win. Connor. Roll with your FPO. What do you got? I have in third. I have Missy Gannon. Okay. Um, and then I have Henna in okay. second, and I've got Kristen in first. Yeah, makes sense. I feel like those are pretty solid picks. Kristen, Henna, uh, Missy. Is what Missy. You said. Yeah. Trevor, what you got? I have got Missy in third. Hmm. Own in second. Mm. Kristen in first. Love that. I thought about throwing Own in there, but I, I I feel like what I've seen of Henna this year, she's been doing pretty. I well. will say this is where I watched Henna like six putt. Yes, last that is, event. So I, I could never. True, pick her I again. forgot that was her. This I can is never where pick her this again. is where Nolan really let me down. Really let me down. Um, Valerie Mandahan. He picked Valerie Mandahano to win. That's okay. That's not that, ridiculous. That could happen. That's not ridiculous. He put Paige in second. Mm. Not gonna happen. No, I don't think Paige, Paige in this course she's do out. not check out. Uh, and then he put Henna in third, so I don't have Kristen in my top three. Yeah. So oh my gosh. So uh, I, I basically just gave up free points. I, I might pull ahead. Free points just whoever wants them. Basically, is what I did with my top three. But Maybe hey, not. I rode. I rode with Nolan. You never. I know. stand with Nolan. Who did Connor have in second and third? Connor Hannah went. And Missy. Hannah miss. Hannah Missy. Okay. Um, dark horse pick. I'll roll with me. I didn't have Nolan pick this because it'd be way too hard to explain outside the top fifty. <laughs> but in the event. So I just picked it myself. Mr. Silas Schultz is my dark yeah, horse pick. I like he's that. He's been kind of popping off recently. I think he's mm-hmm. got some good momentum. He's got enough distance to mess with this course. I like the guy. That's I like it. him. I wrote I ride with Silas. I got Austin. Not that Silas. Although I would ride with you, Silas. I got Austin Hannum. Trevor got Austin. Nice. He's got a sidearm. He's done okay at USDC the last few years. Yeah. He's a, someone who could sneaky that's a win. Good pick. I don't think he's sneaky win, but I think he could sneaky come in like the top twenty five. I think he could sneaky win. I would sneaky like if he came in the sneaky top twenty five. Sneaky. I have. What, wait, wait, wait. What did we say if a dark horse pick won? Didn't we make a rule? We early? did. I think we said it was like. I want to say we said it was like ten or ten to fifteen points. So somewhere for a in that major, range. be twenty points. I don't. We'd have to. We'd have to find the footage. I don't know for how sure. we're gonna find it. Somebody would find it. Do we want to reagree on a different number or on right a number? Now, 
I say I say if your dark horse pick wins for, this, for a major 15 points. I would Sounds say good. that's fair. Because yeah. like this, it could happen. Yeah. Yo, who's your dark horse pick, Connor? My dark horse pick, after <laughs> much consideration. Come on. Um, did you do it? Is Barry Schultz? Heck yeah, Connor! That is an incredible pick. The reason why I picked him was because Hunter was I like, Connor, I crap you should pick. About dark Connor was like, you should pick Barry Schultz, and I was like, I'm not going to pick Barry Schultz. He is a lock. Like, no, in the top seriously. 50. He was like, last year he I came in, he came it. in fifty first. And, and the year I was before that, like, he came 52nd. I was like, the year before that, he came like top 15. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. You really think Barry Schultz is getting better every year and the field isn't getting better as well? And then he was like, blah, blah, blah. He's like a fine wine. And then I was like, I don't think so. And then I proceeded to continue <laughs> to pick. I continued to pick a different person for like 20 minutes. I would just pick a different person like every minute. And then I would look, and they all got worse than 50th place last year. Barry Schultz whacked them all. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I, lo- I do love Barry Schultz from the bottom of my heart. And I hope that this time next week, I am drunk on the aged Barry Schultz wine because he just won <laughs> USDGC. That's the thing, dude. Barry Schultz is going to throw those DX rocks. You'd have rocks. the people behind you, that's for sure. He's going to throw those DX rocks. all. Of- He's not going to blow up. No, That's the he's best not. Thing he got. He's not. Because like Austin Hannum, he's going to get aggressive. He's going to be ripping forehands. You know what happens when you have that much speed on a disc? Skips. You know what skips. happens when you skip? OB. However, you know what doesn't this happen year, when you throw DX year, rocks? No skips. Here's the problem that is with true, all, but this year, all those little OB bottle, her bubbles, Barry Schultz going to be staring at him like, I can't go past that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The flip up beast that just hides it right before it. However, R, this year is going to be from like this year hurts. Away. This year is the most dangerous year for somebody who is a safe disc golf player. Because they've made all the safe shots harder. But yeah. not if you're super safe. Yeah, but super safe means you cannot make birdie, I don't think. Yeah, but he, Barry Schultz can just par his way to a top like 40 finish. And the, another, thing the that got another thing they did to 12 that we forgot to mention, along with that bubble, is that apparently they tightened it up into that left corner where <laughs> people, would, people would lay up in that hyzer. Apparently that got tighter. That's gay. He's going to throw his, his KC. That hole, that hole must be real hard because that was the only saving grace What did you, what did you just there. say? Well, how far away is that? Just repeat, repeat the I words. Said you just said. I said that's okay. He's just gonna oh, throw his KC. I literally thought you said that's gay. He's gonna throw it. I was like, what, Connor? No, I said, <laughs> so, I said, I was that's like, we a- need to pause and play that back. <laughs> I said that's okay. He's just gonna throw his KCAVR right true. up in there. He's just gonna lay he it. Do be throwing KCAVRs. Yes. Yeah. He had. He like literally. And DX rocks. We're forgetting how Barry, good this man is with a rock. Barry literally. He is, he I is love very that good with the rock. I love that pick. Connor. Thanks, man. <laughs> His son Silas this- Schultz is probably going to beat him, <laughs> but but I love the Barry Schultz pick. I mean, if Silas Schultz doesn't do like some kind of Instagram video with Barry Schultz where he like morphs into Barry Schultz, then I don't I don't think I'm get I think I'm going to unfollow him. Is that a promise or a threat? I'm just kidding. I'm not, I would never. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. USDGC week has arrived. It's going to be live on the Disc Golf Network. If you're going to be down there. I'll be down there Saturday and Sunday. Trevor's gonna be down there Sunday. Silas is most likely joining him on Sunday. Um, we're I might make, get I might get like a little party together here on Sunday and get people to watch it. We're gonna make Silas eat his words. He's gonna get out there and be like, "Wow, this place is incredible." I hope you brought your ketchup, Silas. Yeah, because you're gonna need something to make those words <laughs> go down smooth. All right, we'll talk to you on Monday when we are it's pretty good decked out in USDGC merch. Dude, I hope they got sunglasses this year. <laughs> They, 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 they had sunglasses last year. Cardboard ones or whatever. They had sunglasses last year. Or were they year. plastic? Were they plastic? Here, hand out plastic ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sick. You know I mean? I'll, get, I'll bring you back a USDGC rock, Connor. Thank, Thank you, dude. Maybe I, I won't. 
I'll bring me back one. I would like for you to. I will. I was I'll going, text you pictures. I was going to ask you if you could pick me something up. I'll pick you something. Uh, up, yeah, I can't wait to get my throw pink mamba this year. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right. Oh. Talk to you on Monday.